Welcome to podcast episode 258. I'm Stuart McCullough, I'm the CEO of DHA, and joining me today is Senior Workplace Relations Consultant Daniel Pullen. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you, Stuart. Daniel, the clue for today's subject is in two parts. We'll see the first of those parts now. Covered in lip, you want to sit down, but you've sold your chair, so you, you just stand there. You just stand there. So for the benefit of those people who are listening to this podcast rather than watching, could you describe what it is that you've just seen? So this is one of my favourite TV shows. I usually don't know what these clues are, but this is actually one of my favourite shows. It's Flight of the Concords, and it's uh, a song that they did on one of their shows on season one called Inner City Pressure. And I think we would describe that song as being in the style of the Pet Shop Boys. And what's the theme for that song? It's around uh, two, uh, the two protagonists living in the city, um, not having enough money. Um, they talk about being totally skint in their favourite jersey being covered in lint. Um, uh, but what we would have seen uh, in that uh, extract was around uh, not having a chair or having to sell their chair because living in the city is so expensive. All right, that's a very uh, comprehensive uh, description of what we've just seen and heard. Let's go on to clue number two. Daniel, for the benefit of those people who are listening rather than watching, what could you describe what it is you've just borne witness to? So clue number two is uh, the absolute classic You Spin Me Round Like a Record by the band Dead or Alive. Uh, that's true. The great uh, and late Peter Burns. Uh, they're on lead vocals and some spectacular mullets in that video clip, and presumably that was the reason it was selected. Uh, on the basis of those two clues, Daniel, what would, what would you say is the subject for today's discussion? So you've got Flight of the Concords, and I think that might have something to do with travel. Um, you know, spin me around, like driving around a roundabout. Maybe it's travel allowance. Uh, Daniel, you couldn't be more wrong. Uh, whilst that, that, that is a worthy guess, uh, it's it's way off the mark. So today we're talking about uh, facilities and, and amenities, uh, including whilst on rotation. Uh, that's the spin me around bit. Uh, record keeping would also be uh, would have been a good guess, but uh, amenities and facilities, including on rotation. So we're talking about changes today to two clauses from the doctors and training agreement, the amenities and facilities and facilities on rotation clauses. They're found at clauses 72 and 73, respectively, of the doctors and training agreement. And members would recall that these two clauses were subject to much discussion during the 2018 bargaining round, and there continue to be discussions this round. So before we get to the detail, uh, it's fair to say that these types of terms are, are unique to doctors. That's correct. Um, the two clauses are unique to doctors in training, but it should be mentioned that the way doctors in training are engaged is unique within the sector. So they will have unique challenges and needs. So let's start with clause 72, amenities and facilities. Um, the first obvious change is to the title. Uh, previously, it was entitled General Facilities. Uh, it's been uh, it's been modified to something far less militaristic uh, to amenities and facilities. Uh, and it has. And, and the reason for this is that the clause provided for more than just facilities. It provided for both facilities and amenities. So it was sensible to make that minor amendment. So one of those examples where the label has been amended to reflect the contents of the tin. Uh, and we've also added in some subheadings to clause 72. 
We have, and, and that will really assist members with readability. Right, just to find the right part of the clause that uh, applies in the circumstance. So this clause, uh, clause 72 that we're talking about, applies to all doctors in training, not just those on rotation? That's correct. So clause 72 applies to all doctors in training. And it appears for clause 72 we've covered most of the changes to the clause already with the title of the clause being changed and the addition of the subheadings. That's right. And there was little changed in clause 72. However, there were the changes, <clears throat> sorry, were important for clarity and readability. So for the sake of completeness, let's uh, quickly take members through clause 72, starting with subclause one, amenities. Absolutely. Um, so members can see on screen, you've got clause 72.1 and it deals with a, a very small list of amenities, but around must provide, it must provide doctors access to a changing room with securable storage, a common room and a shower and bathroom. The, the clause provides some basic amenities for all doctors. I just note the thing that jumps out at me with 72.1, Daniel, is that reference to must provide. Yes. Now, can you take us then to uh, subclause two? So subclause two talks about facilities and, and it's both, you know, subclause one amenities and subclause two facilities that uh, led us to naming the clause amenities and facilities. Uh, subclause two on screen um, provides again a menu of uh, should provide doctors access to the following facilities and it refers to workstations, telecommunication and IT capable of administrative and similar work, access to internet and email facilities for work purposes, 24 hour access to a library and all its resources, access to a security escort at night, reserved car parking paid by the health service where the doctor is rostered on call or when recalled to duty and some limitations about having it to be well lit uh, in a secure place within 200 metres of the main entrance of the health service and finally an office available for private discussion with patients' relatives. Uh, so I'll just uh, note there, in the context of clause 72.1, we noted the, the uh, use of the term must and here at 70 uh, 72.2, we have a reference to should provide. Uh, and, and just to refresh my memory, many of those were amended during the bargaining round in, back in 2018. That's right. So there were concerns at the time that some health services didn't have these facilities immediately available. So then we provided subclause three. Uh, and we've got provided on screen here. In the case where a health service does not meet the standards descript, uh, described in subclause 72.2, the Health Service Department and the Association, which is the AMA and ASMOF, will consult to determine a timeframe within which the facilities will be provided within available capital funding budgets. Yeah, that's really interesting. It sort of becomes a question, not if, but when, mm. uh, when and how, I guess. So this allowed for health services and the department and AMA to consult on a timeframe to comply with that, uh, those requirements of 72.2, subject to that capital funding budget, um, uh, I guess, overlay. And, and we did keep that from the 2018 round because it is still relevant for the life of the current agreement. So take us through then to subclause four. So we did spend some time discussing subclause four, which is now uh, has the title additional amenities and facilities for doctors working overnight. We were challenged by AMA on whether this clause captured doctors on call, not just doctors who were working. And how was that challenge as to the scope of the clause? How was that resolved? So we relied on the term period of duty. And what we'd say is a long-standing view of the sector that periods of uh, sorry periods of on-call aren't duty. So yes, really on-call is about being available for duty. So subclause four was was titled additional amenities and facilities for doctors working overnight. Uh, but are there any other changes to that subclause? No, there's not. 
Um, but we can take members through that clause uh, on screen uh, for the purpose of completeness. Um, so it provides a where a doctor's rostered for a period of 12 hours or more commencing after 6 p.m. The health service must make available to the doctor for the period of duty a separate reasonably furnished bedroom with adequate heating and cooling facilities, including a study desk, chair and study light. Reasonable provision for the preparation of light refreshments by the doctor. The reasonable provision for laundering, drying and ironing of personal clothing by the doctor. And finally, rooms that are fully cleaned with beds made. So that takes us to clause 73, facilities when on rotation. This clause uh, kept its title uh, from the previous agreement, but there are some changes that we should go through. And we'll start with subclause one, which is titled provisions of facilities. And it provides that where a doctor is permitted or required to live in the residential accommodation provided by the rotation hospital, the rotation hospital must ensure a safe living environment that includes the following facilities. So a separate reasonably furnished bedroom with adequate heating and cooling facilities, including a study desk, chair and study light. Adequate accommodation for study and recreation, which must be available for the doctor's exclusive use. Reasonable provision for the preparation of light refreshments by the doctor. Reasonable provision for the laundering, drying and ironing of personal clothing by the doctor. Adequate well-lit car parking facilities where possible and reliable internet access. It then provides at B, where a rotation hospital seeks to acquire or develop new residential accommodation, consideration must be given to the reasonable provision of facilities that allow for the preparation of meals by the doctor. So I'm struck by that list, Daniel, as a, in a sense, it's something we don't see a lot in agreements, but I'm just reminded of your comment about the employment arrangements for doctors and training being quite unique. Uh, and that, that sort of uniqueness is reflected there in that list at A. But um, could you take us through B? Because B is a new addition. So the addition at B was in response to a priority claim put to us by the AMA and ASMOF, and they sought to amend subclause A to require facilities for the preparation of meals as opposed to light refreshments. So that addition doesn't affect uh, existing facilities as such? No, it doesn't. Uh, but where facilities are updated uh, or changed or established, uh, then it comes into play? It does come into play in that circumstance. So what exactly does it do? So it requires consideration to the reasonable provision of facilities that allow for the preparation of meals where a rotation hospital seeks to acquire or develop new residential accommodation. I think that probably reflects that, you know, uh, some things change over time in terms of expectations and probably preparation of meals is an example uh, of that. We talk a lot about avoiding a set and forget mentality and what that uh, terms like uh, this do is require people to give active consideration uh, to actually think through those issues when things change. Um, let's move then to subclause two, which deals the, uh, with the provision of a safe environment. So subclause two is on screen. Uh, commences with that the rotation hospital shall assess the residential accommodation following the departure of the previous occupant to ensure that the accommodation is safe and that the safety assessment will consider matters including but not limited to any equipment, appliances and furniture, hygiene and cleanliness, security including any security risk arising from isolation and or shared accommodation, and ensuring protection from extreme temperatures from external elements. Again, this was a change from the 2018 bargaining round requiring consideration for the doctor's individual circumstances and the performance of a safety assessment. 
In addition to B, it provides for protection from extreme temperatures, and this was the only change to the clause. Just uh, make that point also, though, um, the important of that subclause is really that safety is an active requirement. It's not something that happens at one point in time. Uh, you, you keep returning to that issue in this you know, context that requires um, uh, people to return to that issue upon the departure of the previous occupant. But of course, there might be lots of reasons to do it more frequently uh, than that. Daniel, that takes us on to subclause three, uh, which deals with reporting and addressing repairs. This is a brand new subclause. Um, can you take us through uh, this new addition? So subclause three we've provided on screen and it provides that the rotation hospital will provide doctors who are residing in a residential accommodation in writing, a document which facilitates the reporting of repairs, including the reporting of repairs that make the environment unsafe, and indicate that reported repairs which make the environment unsafe will be assessed expeditiously, with all other repairs assessed within a reasonable time frame. Following its assessment, the property owner will provide to the doctor a time frame within which to expect the repairs to be addressed if necessary. So what this clause requires is the expeditious repair of issues that make the environment unsafe, such as a door or a window that doesn't properly lock, and the provision of a time frame for repairs should be given to a doctor. It's really interesting. Um, in the context of uh, the environment in which we work, um, we're often cognizant of the fact that residential aged care, you're not just talking about a workplace, you're talking about someone's home. And in the context of uh, facilities for doctors on rotation, kind of the same principle applies. You suddenly, you're not just talking just about a workplace, you're talking about a home. And um, I think that requirement to expedite repairs is, is important for that reason. Um, let's go then to subclause four and the, the ever-present issue of Wi-Fi. Uh, there's a minor change here that requires uh, health services to advise doctors prior to their arrival uh, if Wi-Fi isn't available. That's correct. And this was to facilitate discussions at the health service level about solutions to Wi-Fi being unavailable for those doctors who are arriving on rotation. And the clause is on screen, provides that the rotation hospital will advise the doctor in writing how to access the Wi-Fi and contact details for any necessary technical support. Or in the absence of Wi-Fi, the rotation hospital will advise the doctor prior to their arrival in writing what alternative arrangements for internet access are available. Yeah, it's a really interesting one. Uh, you sort of assume that Wi-Fi is a given, but it's a big state uh, and access to things like uh, Wi-Fi do vary considerably um, within Victoria. Um, that then takes us to subclause five uh, and subclause six, uh, routine inspection and maintenance, um, these are unchanged, I believe, but for completeness, we will go through those clauses as well. So we've got that clause on screen here. So both privacy at, uh, at subclause five provides that a rotation hospital must respect the privacy of a doctor's room. And provided there are no exceptional circumstances, representatives of the rotation hospital must have entry only with the doctor's permission. Again, going uh, to that issue of it's a home. It is a home. Uh, and, and often these doctors are, are moving from uh, places, you know, from hospital to hospital through their rotation, and often they are you know, moving to circumstances like this where they're at hospital-based accommodation. Mm. And the reason why we bundled this together is subclause six talks about routine inspection and maintenance, and this really acts as an exclusion to subclause five. Uh, it provides that the provisions of subclause five do not apply to the routine maintenance of a doctor's rooms or routine inspections of which notice has been given. Okay. And there's one more subclause, which is subclause seven, accommodation for a spouse. So on screen, members will see the extract of subclause seven. Uh, a doctor with a spouse 
and or a child or children to whom the doctor is their primary carer may request spousal or family quarters if required to be on rotation to a rotation hospital for in excess of six weeks. So this entitlement is subject to the availability of spousal or family quarters. So this has been amended to facilitate accommodation for a child and or children to whom the doctor is their primary carer. The insertion of family quarters gives effect to this addition, and, and I must say, Stuart, and you'd, you'd agree that this is our continuous as a result of our continued review of this agreement to try and modernise it and have it reflect mm. um, what is now a um, predominant female workforce, uh, and uh, and that you know often uh, they they may very well be travelling with children or or a child uh, on rotation to continue their careers. Yeah, it's interesting. It's about trying to um, ensure that the terms of the agreement don't exclude some people from participating because they make assumptions as to what a family uh, or what a rotating doctor in uh, training looks like. Mm. Uh, and as such, you know, I think that capacity to, um, uh, I guess, recognise that some people will have those responsibilities is, is essential. Daniel, thank you for taking me through so, uh, clauses 72 and 73 of the Doctors and Training Agreement. Thank you, Stuart. Thank you.